Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Holly Parks, the worship pastor at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. I have to be honest, I was super excited when Jordan asked me to uh, do the podcast for Deuteronomy this week. Over the last several years, it has probably become one of my favorite books of the Old Testament. Several years ago when I was leading worship, I just noticed that a lot of the scripture that I was using in my leadership was coming from the book of Deuteronomy. And I thought to myself, wow, there's so many encouraging truths in this book that I've been using, but I don't know if I've ever read the book from the beginning to the end. And so I thought, I'm just going to see what that would be like. I think I avoided it because I thought it was a lot like Leviticus. Jordan did the podcast on Leviticus a couple weeks ago and talked about how it can be a really tough read, but I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to it and I'm going to just read it from the beginning to the end. And yes, it does have some sections like Leviticus where there are some restrictions and some regulations, but overall, it just was a really cool reminder of God coming to his people and reminding them, I am I am here, I am in your midst, I'm slow to anger, I'm abounding in love. And, and I think part of loving this book is also understanding where it comes in the history of God's people. So you had... God do this miraculous work in bringing his people out of the Exodus. And many of us are familiar with that story. Um, But over the years, while they were making their way to this promised land, people forgot. They started to forget who God was and what he had done. Some of them just began to question, is he still here? Is he in our midst? Some of them were just flat out rebelling. And God was like, you're going to just wander in this wilderness until you get this figured out. And and we come to the point in the story with Deuteronomy where all of these people who were the children and grandchildren of this generation, they they most of them probably didn't even remember Egypt. They had been wandering in the desert for so long. And God says, you know what? Your ancestors are not going to enter this promised land. They've been rebellious. They've been um, disobedient. But this land is for this new generation. And so I'm going to call all of you together. And this, I gave the law to your parents and your grandparents, but this giving of the law, this is for you. This is for your generation as you head into the promised land. And that's just so cool for me that, um, that God brings them together. And before he gives them what he's promised all along. He just wants to remind them who they are and who he is. But the cool thing, okay, that this is me being kind of nerdy because I am a little bit obsessed with the treaties and the covenants of the Old Testament. So I say it's like super cool. And I hope if you think that history and the covenants are boring that I can excite you about this. But one of the things that the ancient Near East people knew very well was this idea of treaties. Treaties between between nations was very popular. Nations would come together and they would agree on certain things and they would come together, they would sign a treaty and every single treaty during this time period had the same format. And when you look at Deuteronomy, it is the same exact format as 
all of the other treaties. This was something that God's people were very familiar with. You had this great sovereign who was so, um, maybe it was the king of a great nation, and he was coming together with the king of a lesser nation, and they were coming across you know, just think of this governing body and they were coming together and they were going to sign this treaty and they were going to say, this is what we're agreeing to. This is what we're um, holding each other to. And and then they would sign it and each each nation would know this is what we've agreed to. That's what Deuteronomy is. And that's super cool. So when you look at Deuteronomy, you see it laid out exactly in the same way. You see God reminding his people, this is who you are and this is who I am. It walks through the history of how they got to this point in the signing of the treaty. You see the expectations laid out. You see God saying, this is what you can expect of me. This is what I expect of you. And then there's a section in the treaty where it says, and if you don't keep up your end of the bargain, this is what's going to happen to you. That was very common um, in, in treaties. And then at the end, at the very end of this treaty, of this giving of the law in Deuteronomy, um, you see God reminding his people. He says, see, I have set before you today life and good or death and evil. You have a choice. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. He also goes on to say, listen, if you decide that you have a change of heart and you refuse to listen and you willfully go off and serve and worship other gods, you won't last long in the land that you're coming to, to cross the Jordan to enter and possess. So I call you today as witnesses against you, heaven and earth, very common language in the treaties. I place before you life and death, blessings or curses, choose life. And while this is some ancient treaty between God and his people, isn't that very much how it is today? So many people avoid, maybe they avoid the Bible, maybe they avoid church, maybe they avoid the faith altogether because they feel like it is this list of do's and don'ts. We're no longer under the Mosaic covenant that the Hebrew people were under, God's, but God's plan still leads to life. His ways are easy. His burden is light. And he does give us a guidebook, but it's not to restrict us with a bunch of rules. He guides us because he knows that sin leads to death and hardship. I mean, think about it. Think about all of the times our selfishness, our pride, um, our addictions, all of the things that God is like, I have a better way for you. And if you would just walk in this way, you would avoid all of the hardship that leads, or all of the sin that leads to hardship. Everything that God asks us to stay away from or be careful about is more about protecting us from pain and hardship. His message to us today is the same as it was for that early treaty and those Hebrew people. He says, listen, I have a way that leads to life and that my way is easy and my burden is light. Choose life. And so I hope that in my nerdy, like I love the treaties of the Old Testament, I hope that you 
see that while this treaty among God and his people, it's ancient and it's um, maybe has a lot of restrictions that are different from us today, but his message for us is the same. I have a way and it leads to life and it leads to godliness and it leads to peace and joy. Um, Choose life. That's what God's asking for us today. Choose life. Choose life.